Blog Talk Radio.
Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is JL76 Gaming, John here, and welcome to Delayed Desert Island Games, and I hopefully have a guest with me at the moment, are you there Harry? Hello! <laughs> Thank goodness for that, yes, we are on air with a change to the scheduled programme, and it's a bit unprepared, but I believe tables tonight are going to be turned, and I'm going to be the guest, yes? Ooh. That sounds interesting, yes. Yeah. And Mr. Yak is going to be the host. Yes, or should I say, I'm Jail76 Gaming for the night. Yeah. How does it feel to be in my shoes? It's pretty good. <laughs> Sorry, that was my terrible <laughs> Scottish impression. <laughs> How does it feel to be Peter Griffin, you should have asked? How does it feel to be Peter Griffin? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Scottish accent was better. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, talk about it'll be all right, all right on the night, eh? Jeez. Yes, uh, I think I'm not too sure. Uh, I do apologise for the delay for anybody that's listening. I think we possibility there may have been a mix-up with time zones because my guest was uh, from the states, so very possibly our wires crossed with the times. So. We always have a plan B, though, don't we? Yes. Yes, yes. Make them think that. Always make them think we've got a plan B. <laughs> Certainly we didn't make this up off the top of our heads at the last minute. We aren't scrabbling around for plan B. No, not at all. Not at all. So, <laughs> you, see, this is, you've not done this before, have you? <laughs> no. We what could, do I do? <laughs> we could just talk gibberish and then you could ask me about my games, I don't know. Ah, just like the normal retro and limb live stream then, okay. Yes. Alright then. <clears throat> Welcome retro and limbers to a very special edition of Desert Island Games. I'm John Latimer and with me today <laughs> I have Harold Rutherford Yak. Hello Harold. Moo. <laughs> was that supposed to be a moo or was that a northern accent? It was both. Northern cows moo. Here we go. Um, e moo. A up moo. Yes. Moo. <laughs> oh, that's Yorkshirean cows, isn't it? Well, anyway, you have chosen, Mr. JL76 Gaming, eight games to take with you on the desert island. Yes. One book and one luxury item. And we're going to go over those selections momentarily, but. First, we should do some banter, as we usually do on this show, or as you usually do. Yes. I had, uh, you know, I worked so hard today preparing for this show, and it's all for nothing. But I can use it the next time I manage to get my guest on. Yes. Yes. You've got it saved up in your pocket. I do. I've got. I've, I've, usually I get it all done on my iPad, but I've got. I've actually got it there on paper today. Ah, old-fashioned, eh? Yes. You can't always trust technology. No, absolutely. I was busy, very busy at work, as you can imagine, so that's why I managed to write a script. Not a script, a finish to see. And then, with that script, you... With that script, you... Oh, he beat me to the sound (laughs) effect. I was going to rip a page out of my notepad and do it. There you go. You beat me again. So, we've not spoken since Saturday night. No, it's been an awful long time. Yes. It's been quite an eventful weekend with Golden Skulls and such like. Yes, um, how is your mother, by the way, John? 
<laughs> She's dandy. <laughs> Go and watch the video on the Retro and Limb YouTube channel if you don't know what the heck we're talking about. In fact, no. Go and watch. Ah, go and watch the previous edition of Desert Island Games, which was broadcast live on Retro and Limb Live last Friday. You can watch that at youtube.com slash Retro and Limb Live, funnily enough. And, oh, sorry, I apologize. Well, I was going to ask you, who were your guests? Okay, um, my guests were, first of all, those two guests, obviously, and the first one was Mr. Stuart Brand, who may be known as Retro Gamer 1979. I always, I always get it wrong. Is it Retro Gamer or Retro Games? I believe it's Retro Games 1979. Retro Games 1979. He was my first guest, and again, the, the first hour just blew past, and there was so much stuff I still wanted to ask him, so I may get him on for a two-hour special at some time in the future. Yes, it would probably only be right, because he only had an hour, didn't he? Whereas yeah. usually the guests have two-plus hours. So yes, and I'm sure he's got loads of interesting things to say about his console. Yes, he'll have to select some new games though, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm sure he can do that. I've done a pilot of this show as well, where I picked eight games, so I've had to pick a new eight games as well. Oh, right. You should have me on again in the future. We'll do my um, modern games. Yes, or no doubt. And the second guest. Well, we had two more guests actually. We had <laughs> we had um, Infected Flinch, um, and we also had the Golden Skull. The Golden Skull! Yes. Who was very interested in how my mother was. <laughs> and also, the friend Laura. He had a lot of balls. He had a lot of balls. Funnily enough, we played that game, didn't we, on a subsequent live stream the night after. We did, and it, it gave me a lot of good memories, because it's the only cricket game I've ever played, and I remember, as soon as I seen it on screen, I remember playing that on the Amiga. Ah, funnily yeah. enough, I didn't pick that game as one of my personal Desert Island games, even though I've played on it quite a lot. In fact, did I even pick a cricket game? I think I picked the Cricket Manager game. I think you did, yes, yes. International cricket captain. Hmm. And uh, as well as checking those shows out on YouTube, as before mentioned, they will also be up on iTunes at some point in the near future. So look out for that. Yes. <laughs> Listen out for the very special edition starring the Golden Skull. Yes. And... We'll have to go some way to beating last week's show with Evil Healer because that was a topper. Yes, I do agree. I have had numerous comments on YouTube from people saying it was the best episode yet. That's up for up to people to judge. I, I like them all equally, but there you go. Well, to be fair, those comments were all from Evil Healer. That is true, yes. <laughs> and it sucks. <laughs> Evil Healer 24. They're all having conversations with each other. Well, Evo Haler is fantastic. Sorry, that I can't do accents, as you probably know by now. That was my yeah. Welsh accent. Was it? I, I don't know. Yeah, it was. All my accents come out as slightly Lancashire, slightly Yorkshire, slightly Arnold, and slightly Scottish. Indeed. Indeed, as the console snob might say. <laughs> oh dear, we're name-dropping like nobody's business tonight, are we? Oh. Right, so, Mr. Latimer, I believe we should move on to your first game. I hope you'll get a list, because I can't bother remember what I picked. 
Yes, I do have the list in front of me. Good. Here on my computer. And your first selection, according to this list, is a game called Pushover on the Amiga. Oh, yes. First of all, this is very bizarre, being at the other end of the question. <laughs> um, Pushover was, um, I can't remember the year it came out. It must have been 92, 93. Yes, 92, 92, according yes. to Wikipedia. Oh, that was a good re- recollection. Um, it was a little, a little uh, puzzle game. Um, I would like to say it's like Lemons. It's not. It's not really like Lemons, but in a sense it is because it's a puzzle game and you need to work out how to get to the exit door. But it was basically sponsored by Quavers. And oh yes. Yes, their mascot Curvy Colin. Yes, I remember him. Yes. <laughs> I remember uh, a particular advertisement where we were going round a museum and eating all different exhibits that were shaped like Quavers. Yes, I remember that, yeah. And we used to torment my older brother's brother, whose name was Colin. We used to send the little, <laughs> the little song, because there was a little song, Curvy, Curvy Colin, or something like that. So, <laughs> so but yeah, but I think the the basic idea of the game is um, Curvy Colin drops his packet of quavers down a, an ant hole, or whatever it's called, and um, he, he starts to cry, but a little ant volunteers to get in and get the Quavers, but he needs to solve all these little puzzles before before he can get to the quavers. So, and it's basically like it's set up kind of like a domino. Have you ever seen like a domino rally? Like yes. Fancy things you can do with dominoes. Yeah, I've seen it on Channel Five, the World Domino Toffling Championships yeah. from Netherlands. <laughs> that sounds really good. We used, we used to have domino rallies. <laughs> domino rallies. Um, a set of it in, in our house back in the day as well. Um, How many sets of dominoes did you have for that? It, well, it was it was one big set. Okay. Uh, and what was I going to say about it? The only reason um, I ask is because the size of my domino collection it, it could only last from one end of the table to the other, and that would be pretty boring. <laughs> Although you could extend it by driving your remote control car into it and make it like the mouse trap out of those Tom and Jerry cartoons. Yes. Do, 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 do. Makes it flush the chain. <laughs> Guitar falls on a lever. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever seen, anyone that's listening, you can comment on this if you want. I don't know if you remember yourself, Harry. There was a, there was a music video by a band, I think they were called The Bravery. And I can't remember the song. It was a really good tune, but the video was basically this massive domino r- rally that they had set up, and it was awesome. I'm just looking that up right now. Yeah. I can't find it. Dominoes. Nope, I can't find it currently. But it sounds fantastic because, as I say, yeah. I have fond memories as a kid of watching this on Channel Five. Hold on a minute. I wouldn't have been a kid by the time Channel 5 came out, so it must have been on something else. Channel, Channel 5. <laughs> Channel 5 did buy the rights to that, because I remember watching it and thinking, this is quite cool, whilst simultaneously quite sad. Yes. Just that right balance of sadness, <laughs> I should say. Indeed. Oh, do you mean sad as in... As the, in extent, like, yeah. the extent to which they took it, 
Ah, in, God, yeah. The commentators were taking it so seriously. Oh, and they've missed one domino there. They're going to be really unhappy with that. Yes, John, <laughs> they'll have to go back all the way to the beginning and do it again. Oh, the Norwegian's going to be very unhappy with himself after that. <laughs> the, the manager's coming out and smacking him in the face. <laughs> do, you know what, do, do you know what that reminds me of? I don't, I don't know, it's getting back to Red Dwarf again. But it reminds me of that episode where Dave Lister's having a bubblegum competition. <laughs> They're going to have to do something special with the last bubble. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, why do all these streams and podcasts turn into Red Dwarf chat? Because everything reminds me of Red Dwarf. Yes. Anyway, this game, um, do, I, had a, I had an idea as well. Why hasn't anybody ever brought out a Domino's game? Like a, you know, you can get chess games, you can get football games, whatever. Why, why is it not a Domino's game? Do you mean like pushing Domino's over in a Domino rally or just play Domino's? Actual Domino's. Oh, well, I do remember on Jimmy White's Cue Ball 2, on the PC, there was drafts, there was darts, there was... A couple of other games, but I don't believe Domino's was there. Yeah, it's an interesting point, that. Has there ever been a Domino simulation on any of the consoles? There must have been some little application, something you could get for your iPhone. Yeah. But in the traditional 8-bit, 16-bit, etc. retro consoles, I wonder if there's ever been a Domino's game. They did. Uh, there was this um, show that used to broadcast up in Scotland called Tune the Fat. It's basically like a sketch show. It's basically like the Scottish version of Harry Enfield, if you like. Yes. <laughs> right, so, and Trump's. And they done this uh, piss-take, like, mock-up game of dominoes. It just shows you these guys <laughs> playing dominoes in a pub, and they're going, and they're going to, I'm chapping, you <laughs> know, things like that, and it's just... You have to, you have to see it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were some pretty crazy games on the Amiga and the Spectrum. Somebody must have coded one, even if it was just some guy in his bedroom, like a text adventure game with dominoes. <laughs> Imagine that! <laughs> that I'm going to go and fun. do that. Yes, we've got, we're getting some well, I'm getting some comments <laughs> so that I can see them. So I'll read them out. Um, Mr. Evil Healer is commenting. And he said he's never heard of pushover, but is there any bumming in it? No, evil healer is not any bumming in it, unfortunately. <laughs> Just funny the way that you answered that then. No evil healer, there's no bumming in it. It's very disappointing. Um, he also said that Red Dwarf is awesome, so there. Yes, I concur, good sir. And he also wants to make a remake of Red Dwarf with himself as Lister. And Kit one two and one as Rimmer. <laughs> oh yes, he mentioned that in his video today, didn't he? Oh, I've not seen it yet. I do apologise. He was I've been at work all day, and now then I'll be doing this, so I'll watch it later. Well, to be fair, I only watched it about an hour ago. And regular listener and contributor to all things Desert Island Games, Chris is commenting as well. Nova bug. And <laughs> he said the SNES version of Pusher was took out the quavers. Fin. Oh. And the ant became G.I. Ant. Why did they take out the quavers? That's the best part of it. Because it makes you want to go out and buy some quavers. I, I honestly thought that the game was Amiga exclusive, so that is news to me. Yes, it was on the Atari ST, MS-DOS and SNES. Ah, there you go. And the song by the Bravery I was talking about was called An Honest 
date. An honest mistake. Yeah. Well, and there it is. Chris has also found a video game on Domino's. They oh, really? Me, yeah, sent me a link. Oh, we'll have to do a let's play of that. <laughs> It'll be riveting, I'm sure. That looks terrible. <laughs> Gameplay is a variation of the snake genre in which players compete by surrounding each other with lines of dominoes. Players change direction via a set of four directional buttons re- representing up, down, left and right. A player loses when they hit a wall, their own dominoes or their opponents. Blah, 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 blah. Oh yes, there's an entry on, of it on Wikipedia. Oh, yes. Sorry, wow. Yeah. But I still want to see EA bring out Domino Rally 2015. Please do that if you're listening, EA. I'd buy it and then throw it away. EA regular, regular, on a regular occurrence, uh, listen to the show. So there oh. you go. Yeah. Hi, EA. Yes. <laughs> it's in the game. Oh, could could you imagine? Dominoes, it's in the game. (laughs) Yeah, they need some old dodgy piano playing in the background. Straight from the London pub. (laughs) You could could have all different venues around the country in different pubs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I could do the different accents from the various parts of the country. You really could, yeah. Just, a, just a, uh, another note on this game um, is you had different types of dominoes, so I can't remember what they were offhand, but a red one was like a blocker stop, and I think there was one with two little stripes around it that uh, jumped, and you know things like that, and, and that's why it reminded me of lemons because each domino had a different purpose, like each lemon had a different purpose, so. That's right. right. I mean, and, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but John, does it have quavers in it? Lemons doesn't have quavers in it. No. <sighs> Disappointing. And I think um, I think that is something that would occupy my mind on an island for for a little while. Right. So are you changing officially? Push over to that Domino's game. Are you going to take the Domino's game onto the desert island with you instead of the Atari Classic pushover? No, Amiga no, Classic. No, no, I'll take pushover. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. Fair enough. <laughs> it's your choice. Yes. You're going to have to live with it. Uh, don't worry, I'll, 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 I'll honestly love that game. I, I love it. Okay. In fact, I think there was a... Oh, the, this is going to drive me crazy. I think there was a follow-up game, and it was... Once, yeah, it was called One Step Beyond. Oh, like the Madness yes. song. Yeah, like the Madness song, but I can't remember if it was... Dominoes or something else, but there was definitely a follow-up called One Step Beyond as well. Wikipedia is my friend. Yes. If you can hear the typing there, it's because I'm typing. Yes, indeed, 1993. One Step Beyond. But it does not have a Wikipedia page. Ah, Well, now you know. Ah, Apparently, the curly... Colin Curly mascot, was voiced by Lenny Henry. Oh, right. Oh, there you go. And a memorable advertisement shown in 1996, animated by Erdman, featured a boy trying to catch his quaver that had blown out of his bedroom window before using the slogan The Floaty Light! And that has <laughs> nothing to do with Colin Curley, 
not Curly Colin, because I just got mixed up. But I just thought I'd say it because it says it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> there was a game around about this similar time as well that came out um, called Sleep- Sleepwalker, and it was a common relief game. Ah. Just when you mentioned Lenny Henry, that reminded me of that. <laughs> oh yeah, because yeah. he does the hotel adverts, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Retro Online actually pitched an idea to me for the show, but I've rejected it. Oh, what was that? Are yes. you allowed to say? Yeah, uh, Desert Island Gaze. Desert Island Gaze? Yeah, yeah we, we are stuck, in, <laughs> stuck on an island that can choose eight gays, a weapon, and a tube of wood. <laughs> well, let's do it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Desert Island Gaze. Which <laughs> gaze would you bring to the Desert Island with you? You've, oh. got, you've, got, you've got your pushover. That's safe. <laughs> Can I have Graham Norton, please? Okay. He's, um, there. He's up on the board. Yes. <laughs> Nothing in this game for two that bit. <laughs> You've run out, haven't you? You don't know any more gays. That's a look at what you could have won. They're, they're, all, they're all still in the closet. No. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a special segment of the show. Right, this this segment of the show is called Coming Out. Which special celebrity is going to come out of the closet? And actually, a celebrity comes out of the closet. It's John Daly. <laughs> what, the golfer? He jump, jumps into a... Oh, no, it's... Who's the diver kid? The Tom, Tom Daly. <laughs> That's it. Tom... Excuse me, though, ladies and gentlemen. He <laughs> was a good golfer, the guy, that guy, wasn't he? He yeah. was, he was, yeah, he was a good uh, driver. He could really whack a ball. Yes, yeah. he had the biggest woods I've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he, he quite often got a hole on one, so... Yeah. yeah. Right, this might be a good time to move on to your next game, Mr. John. I think we should, yeah. Yes, before we go into dodgy territory. Oh, wait, can I have Jimmy Somerville? Yes. Yeah, carry on. <clears throat> Keep thinking of more that you'd like to take with you throughout the night. <laughs> arrange it. <laughs> right, your next selection is actually not a retro game at all. Shame on you. But it is a game that is definitely retro-themed. It is Minecraft, the famous indie Xbox 360 slash PC game. Mm. And I'm not sure which format, because I have it for neither the Xbox or the PC. I actually have it on my iPad. Ah, iOS. I've got two reasons for taking this. First reason is I've not really played it a great deal. I've only dabbled in it. I've just I can't get into it. I know it's, it's a game that a lot of people spend a lot of time on, but I've not. And this is the reason I've not got a, t- a lot of time to spend on it. So I guess if I'm on a desert island, I will have a lot of time to spend on it. Yes. And the second reason would be because it might give me ideas how to craft my own island. Ah, yes, constructive. And I think that's actually the most constructive game that you could choose on a desert island. Except, unfortunately, you don't have ready access to slate and rock and things like that. All you've got access to is sand and coconuts and monkey butlers. <laughs> a three-headed monkey. Three-headed monkey. Which you crafted from your own hands in Minecraft. I did, Yes. <laughs> So I was just looking at a comment from uh, Chris from Novabug. He said, John Daly, he had a lot of balls. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> oh, we missed that there, didn't we? Yeah. Well done, John. I mean, well done, 
Chris. Yes. yes. <laughs> Not John Daly. Right, yes. So, Minecraft, yes. I have not got this game yet for the very same reasons. I'm afraid this will suck my life away. But I guess if you're on a desert island, your life's sucking away anyway. Which yeah. brings up the question, do you have any food to sustain you on this desert island? Because if you could somehow manufacture a way to get the game out of the iPad into real life, then you could, oh, imagine the fun that you could have. Yes. You could be eating square apples forever. <laughs> and getting attacked by scary monsters at night. Oh yes, if you don't close your door at night, yeah. be warned, they come after you. That I was thinking the other day just how scary and damaging this game must be to kids because it well it, in one sense it teaches you to keep your door closed so predators don't come in and get you. Yes. Yes. Minecraft yeah. for the greater good of society. Not use that. Anyway, I do apologise. Continue. Well, like I said, it's it's not a I'm not a great big fan of it if I'm being honest, but mainly because I'm not really giving it the time, and I was more kind of thinking outside the box with the kind of games that could be useful, I suppose, on on an island. So cause yes. when when I did the pilot of this show on YouTube. It was just me talking. Um, I just I didn't give any thought to the games other than that I just wanted to take the games that I loved. But this time it's given me an opportunity to think of you know better reasons to, to take games. Mm. So these have actually got some reasoning behind them. Whereas usually the guests who come on just pick the favourite games. What you've done here is select games that are actually going to be useful to help you survive on the island. Well, some of them are, and, and to be fair, I, I'm getting this idea, I'm being inspired by the guests, because a lot of guests that have come on here have given a lot of thought as, as to, look, many people pick Tetris because it's uh, a time colour, so most of, most of them have given it a lot of thought. Well, how many batteries do you get on this island, because you're going to need the island's size of batteries... Just uh, to power that number of hours playing on Tetris, it, but, especially if it's on an original Game Boy. Listen, we, we don't worry about these little details, honestly. It's, it's, Sorry, I'm, re yeah. I'm reading too far into this. This is what <laughs> happens when you give Harry Act the reins on Desert Island <laughs> games. I'm sorry. Not at all. No, people keep, in fact, I think it was when I was speaking to Infected Flinch on the show on Friday, I think he was asking some similar questions. I was like, listen, don't worry, you pretty little mind about small little details like this. <laughs> yes, I do apologise. Not at all. So yes, Minecraft, that's gone up on the board. That's your second game. <laughs> <laughs> you did a good Jim Bone. <laughs> I'm just doing a natural Wigan impression. Ah, uh, you've got to do uh, uh, the rest of the games, you've got to do it in a sale of and free. And three. <laughs> right. What's Bully's third game then? Ah, it is a Mega Drive game. Your first in this list. And it is a game called Outrun 2019. Yes. Well, I've become obsessed with Outrun over the last couple of months. And I, I picked this particular version of it because I absolutely adore the music. And I think the music's just probably better than the actual game <laughs> so, um, don't get me wrong the music in the first outrun is good as well but 
I just went to music in this game, it's fantastic, and I, I would have to take at least one game with me, it's the law. Right, well why this particular edition? For the music, and for the fact it's probably got more levels than the original Outrun as well, because I think there's something like 15 stages in the first Outrun, where there's probably maybe double that, I think, in Outrun, Outrun 2019, not that I've seen any of them yet, I believe it is. Which version of the game would you take? I presume you'd take the European version. No, the reason, it, I, reason it, I ask this, sorry, okay. go on. No, it run 2019 is the space, futuristic space version. Well, the reason I ask this is because, according to Wikipedia, the maximum speed of the car, as indicated on the game, is 341 kilometers an hour in the Japanese version, but it is 682 kilometres an hour in the European version. Oh, with you, I thought the actual question of the game, right, got you. I thought you meant out on Europa. <laughs> ah, yes, of ah, course, because ah, Europa yeah. is the moon, isn't it? I yeah. do apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I would have to take European game because that's the one I've got anyway, but yeah, it also so happens that it's got the higher speed. Yes, it travels yes. twice as fast. You are clever. You are indeed intelligent to select that edition. Thank you very much. And uh, you can also crash twice as fast as well. Yes! <laughs> the whole reason for racing games, isn't it? For crashing into things. Well, as for me, yeah. That's why people watch NASCAR in America, isn't it? Yeah, that, that's nasty. That NASCAR. I know, it is. Rest in peace, Dan Weldon. Yes. R.I.P. And to raise the spirits a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the own. It's a Genesis exclusive, or rather a Sega Mega Drive exclusive sequel to Outrun. So it was only produced for the Mega Drive. But were the similar versions produced for, say, the Super Nintendo? I believe it is Mega Drive exclusive. I'm pretty sure that it is. Okay. Yeah. There was also versions of Outrun games that come out not in America, but ones that come out in America or where else. Like, for example, Turbo Outrun didn't come out in America, but America got Outrunners, I think. Ah. And we didn't get that. I think that's what I'm thinking about here. Yeah. Yes. I'm getting a bit confused again. Yaks generally get confused. Because yaks, yaks generally don't present things like Desert Island games. They're usually eating the Desert Island. <laughs> um, and also, I firmly believe that, especially as we're only five years away from it, they should definitely make a remake. They've got to do it, haven't they? Pretty they've, much, yes. I mean, they've got to take that opportunity. When it comes to five years from now, they've got to do it. Indeed, they'd be silly not to. And are you actually going to sit there on your desert island in 2019? <laughs> You've arranged all your sticks in your calendar, your homemade calendar, yes. so you know exactly when it's 2019. So on New Year's Day, you can get up and say, it's 2019, it's the year that Outrun 2019 was produced. I'm going to play this game all year now and get bored after five minutes. That is exactly what I'm going to do, but I won't get bored because I, I could just... I could listen to the music alone all day. It's awesome. Ah, so it functions as a sort of soundtrack to your existence on the island as well? Yeah. 
Maybe we should change the name of this Desert Island Discs then. Sorry? We should change the name of this to Desert Island Discs then. We're talking about music now, aren't we? No, no, there's, there's not such a, a show. It doesn't exist. Yes, of course. Yes. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'll be honest, I've not got a lot more to see on Outrun 2019 other than I had to pick at least one Outrun game. Okay. I could have picked the Xbox Live version, but it's not really retro, um, and I prefer the music in this one, and the car goes really fast. So. You could have picked any of the 2018 earlier editions, but you chose 2019, because yes. that's a cool number. It's the coolest number ever. <laughs> right, so, your next game. Would you like to tell us about it? You're supposed to say, in four. In four! <laughs> it is Walking Dead on the Xbox 360. Yeah, sorry, it is modern. Again, I'm bending more rules here. Yes, I think we'll let you off, considering I remembered, and you just said, that you were already on this show interviewing yourself, so you would have picked all your favourite retro games. So, yes. fire ahead, please, sir. The game I'm referring to is the Telltale's game. Um, don't get me wrong, a lot of people hate the... The, the game that's based on a T-show, and that's not why I've not picked it. I actually like that game as well, but I prefer the Walking Dead Telltale's game. Um, because I've got the first... I've got all five parts of the first one, and I've got the first part of season two, but I've not played them yet. So, simply because I've not played them, and simply because I love The Walking Dead, um, almost as addicted to that is what I'm out on at the moment, and... Everything Walking Dead, I've started reading the comics, I'm watching the TV show, um, I'm reading the novels, I'm playing the games, so I've got to have something Walking Dead on there. Okay. Yeah. What seems to be quite interesting about this game is it was actually released in episodes. Yes. So, would you take all of the episodes, or just a specific one of them? I think you can actually buy them as a as a whole, like you can buy the full thing, the full season, in one go. So, if I could buy, if I could take the the full first season, that would be smashing. Okay. So, does the game play out like a TV show? So, you've got the first episode. It would take you a certain length of time to complete. Or are they like DLC, downloaded content type things? Yeah, they're more like uh, continued. TV show, but it's based on the cartoon rather than the TV show. Ah, okay. It's based on the, it's based on the comics, I should say. Right. Yeah. I have seen or read neither, unfortunately. Oh, you're missing out. You're missing out. As you always say, I'll add it to my list of things that I've not done yet. <laughs> yes. I'll put it on bucket list. It's on the bucket list. We've put it over the rock bucket list. Put it on the side. Everyone else is safe. <laughs> See what he could have won. <laughs> yes, the thing is with this, though, it's, it's more of a, it's more of an interactive story than what it is a game. To right. be honest, although there, there is a lot of kind of puzzles that you need to work out, but they're, they're not especially difficult. Okay, so they're not Zelda hard, are they? Not Ice Palace hard. I can't compare them to Zelda because I've never played it. <laughs> That's why I asked you, because we've got to always mention Zelda to wind you up. <laughs> 
Yes, because it is a, because it is a legend. <laughs> of course. Do <laughs> uh, you know when I when I gave this list on Friday, um, I I did give a lot of thought to some of the answers, but not a lot of thought to some of the other ones. Other than that, The Walking Dead, as I've already mentioned, uh, I just I'm totally in love with everything to do with The Walking Dead. So, um, and I think it would be a bit of time. Mind you, it wouldn't pass to be a lot of time, would it? Because I don't think they're especially long games. Well, the, what about the replay value? Could you not play it through again and again? Absolutely, you could absolutely do that because it's uh, it's kind of like a choice. So everything you choose, um, it sends you a different path. So you could go through and do it numerous times. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. yeah. So there might be various different endings. So you could. It's like a, an interactive TV show where the ending, and indeed the story, is never exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I'm sure it does have its limitations, but yeah, more or less. Can you see all content in the future, all entertainment content, going down this road? So instead of your static television programs, your linear television programs, where it plays out for 30 minutes and you have no control over what happens, perhaps you've got your remote control in front of you and it says... Press red now for such and such a thing, for an interesting outcome. It's an interesting idea, but I don't think it would happen. It could, ha- it could happen as an alternative, but I right. don't think it will. I think they could. I think they could do it as an. A, there'll be a show. See, you're, so you're watching The Walking Dead, but if you want to play along, press press the red button. Right. <laughs> press but, red. Yeah, but it's optional. I could see, yeah, I could see something like that happening, but I don't think it would take over. Okay. Well, they did try something like this in the 70s or the 80s, I believe, in America. Web TV? No, the 90s that would have been, wouldn't it, Web TV? I was going to say 70s. Uh, yeah, sorry. That's teletext, I think, no. Oh, don't get me going on teletext, boy. <laughs> oh, I wish all TV was teletext. Yeah. See, I'm here on my desert island with my teletext that you allowed me to bring on as my book. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. It's the very first actual show and I already bent the rules for you. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> right. So, that's up on board as well now then. <laughs> so, your next selection is... Ah, this could be interesting because I've not heard of it again. It is a game, and correct me if I'm saying this incorrectly... Called Swos on the Amiga. <laughs> Swos, since World of Soccer. Ah, okay. Yes, I have heard of that. <laughs> I wonder what that so was. I did, I so it was being lazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sensible World of Soccer. Ah, yes. Well, please do tell us about it, sir. Actually, to be honest, I did pick this in my original eight picks, but it's so good I had to pick it again. Ah. Is this not the? Re- <laughs> this is the remade version. This is the remastered the well, HD version. Let's just say that the first version I picked was Sensible World of Soccer, and this version's Sensible World of Soccer 96, 97. Okay. Um, which added commentary from Jonathan Pierce. Oh, yes, a classic commentator. He yes. was also on Robot Wars. He was indeed. With uh, Dave Lister presenting. Don't get it started with Red Dwarf again. Hey, let the carnage begin! <laughs> Um, well, since we're all the soccer, the thing that struck me about that, well, I was always, I was already a sensible soccer fan anyway 
on Amiga. The thing that the first thing that's true with sensible world of soccer was the the vast amount of teams that were in it. Basically, it had almost every single team in the world without any word of a lie. It had them all at, at that particular time, including Wigan Athletic and Airdrie. Yeah. What about Desert Island FC? You could edit a team called Desert Island FC. Yes. Yes. Um, on the fact as well that you could go into a career mode, and this, I mean, this was ahead of its time. The football manager and championship manager didn't have multiple leagues until late 90s. Since the World of Soccer did it back in kind of 94, 95, and you could play any league in the world, and you could start off with, I don't know, Hamilton Academicals and, and go to somewhere in Ghana if you wanted. You could just you could go to any league in the world and swap about and do what you want. And I think this updated version included international management as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. I would have loved that as a kid. Hmm. You can... And, you can also get it at the moment on Xbox Live, which is the version I've got. Ah, okay. The only problem with that is they've changed all the player names. Even though they're old players, they've still changed the names. So, so in the original game, you had Alan McCoist, Mark Heatley, for example, for Rangers, but now Ellie McCoist and Harry Hutley or something, you know? Right. Oh, because yeah. yeah. Oh, because they've lost the rights to that. Yeah. I mean, these days, I expect they play pay billions for the rights to the official names. I don't know who currently has it. Is it FIFA? Or maybe Pez has certain rights to certain teams. They did when I last played it. Pe- but that's such a boon these days. Such a huge thing to have that official licensing. But in those days, mm. it was more of a widespread thing. I'm guessing. I think back in those days. You, you would either pay very little for it or you wouldn't have to pay at all. I'm not too sure. I think you probably had to pay something, but it wouldn't have been as much as what it is now. Well, I do remember Striker on the Mega Drive. I like had, that. Yes, that had some fantastic parody names, which I can't think of right now. But I do remember the name for Fulton. It didn't even have the names of the actual teams. It had parody names. So can you think what they might have had for Fulham? Fulham. I, I can't even think of what play because Fulham in those days were probably down in the third or fourth division, so I, I don't even know I could tell oh, you. They, they were in the Premier League, mm-hmm. but the name was Empty Pig. Empty Pig. Because get it, full ham, empty pig. <laughs> and I never got it as a kid, but going back to it, I thought, oh, that's quite witty. Oh, the name of the team? I thought you meant the name of the players. Sorry, yes. I do apologise. Yes. Oh, actually, yes. Uh, the names of the players uh, were like Ryan Giggs would be Ryan Biggs or something like that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the names can be quite imaginative. Yeah. I'm going to have to go over that and take a look. Yes, would make a good video, I should say. But, but I love Chess World of Soccer. You know, in these days of FIFA and PES being so advanced and graphically beautiful. Mm. It's all very well, all these fancy graphics, but Sensible World of Soccer still, to this day, in my opinion, has the best playability. Well, the game... Sorry. The game was indeed ranked the best game of all time by Amiga Power. Uh, Yeah, I used to read that magazine every month. 
Uh, I remember there was a 10-page review of Sensible Soccer, or Swaz, as I call it. Swaz. I think that was the same same edition of that magazine where there was a Mortal Kombat 2 review in it as well. I think it was out around about the same time. Well, that was issue 64 by Future Publishing in August 1996. If you want to go and look it up in your vast collection of Amiga Power magazines, people listening. <laughs> I actually do think I've still got a lot of old magazines and uh, books in a cupboard somewhere. I believe... I don't know if Amiga Power would be archived, but if you go on archive.org, there is a vast selection of old video game magazines that they've scanned. And I think pretty much the whole of the late 90s CVG is covered. So if you're a fan of computer and video games from the late 90s, then I recommend going and taking a look. That would be excellent. Yeah, bugs suggested Fuham Bill. I don't know if he sent that message before you said it or not. I suggested what, sorry? The name of Fulham would be Fuham. Fuham, yes. Fuham, yes. Oh, that reminds me of a game. Oh, Chris, do this game. Fu Kung in Las Vegas on the Amstrad CPC. But you can only do it after I've done it. I do hate it. And also, ladies and gentlemen, which gay would you take to Desert Island? Desert Island gay, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Next Next week, you're going to come on. Well, hello, and welcome to Desert Island Gaze. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, fancy. Um, and also, I was going to, I need to be careful with this, right? but there was something on Central World of Soccer back in the day. They're not in it now because the team are, no, are defunct, but and it's going to come out. It doesn't matter how I'm going to say this. It's going to sound racist. It's not. It's, it's genuine, like, genuinely a name. And look it up on Wikipedia. We don't believe it. There's generally a team in South Africa called Dangerous Darkies. Called what, sorry? Dangerous Darkies. Darkies? Darkies. What, like dogs? Dark, D, dark Oh, right, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Darkies. Yeah. Dangerous Darkies. Yeah. Let's have a look, shall we? There was generally a team called Dangerous Darkies, and they were in Central World of Soccer, and ah. I found it amusing back in my youth. Yes, Dangerous Darkies is a former South African Association football club from Nelspre. I don't know where that is. South Africa, yes. Of course. Noah Bug said he would take John Barrowman to Desert Island Game Gate. A wise selection, I should say. But, mm. uh, Scottish as well. Really? Well, when he wants to be. Sounds American to me. Yeah, let's put on. Yes, Scottish. I'm trying to think of some interesting gays who I'd take to the island with me, but I can't <laughs> think of them right now. <laughs> oh, well. This is Desert Island Games, after all. Yes. So, so, given all that time on the island, would you take the time to change all the player names to, I don't know, crazy ones like Elvis Bumface? <laughs> oh, yes, I would, but... Actually, that's a that is a very good point because if I want to visit Ireland, I've got all the time in the world. So what I would do, and I would have to sneak a list in Wonderpants or something to do this, but I would actually sit through and update all the teams to the current players. <laughs> How would you know it would be current though? Well, current at the time of me writing the list down and seeing the Wonderpants. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then I would hope maybe. 
somebody would send me the updated teams on a message in a bottle so they could update it. Ah, DLC! Yes, a DLC via message in a bottle. <laughs> That's the <a> Desert <laughs> Island DLC officially. <laughs> okay then, anything else to say about Sensible World of Soccer? It's awesome. It's awesome, dude, as the 90s video game the, dude might say. Yes, the best soccer game in the world, bar none. Apart from Fever Pitch. Oh, an ISS 64. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's your favourite. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm pulling your leg, good sir. Yes. Oh, don't talk about Desert Island Gaze right now. Move on, please, quickly. We okay. don't want any more innuendos right now. Right, the, the next game is a PC game. Ooh, can't remember what I picked. Ah, well, neither can I. Oh, actually, here it is. Grim Fandango. Ah, yes. I've got, I have got a reason for picking this. It's Super Enlighteners. Well, I've got a few reasons. The first reason is my favourite genre, or my equal favourite genre of video games is point-and-click adventure games. The other one is racing games. Surprisingly enough, I've only picked one racing game on this, which is weird. I think I've I think I want to pick one. But uh, the second reason for picking that game is um bought it back in early 2000s um, because I know it's very similar to Monkey Island and things like that. But I never ever played it and I don't know why. I don't know why I wouldn't have played it. I just, I think I was too busy looking at porn. <laughs> on the internet and well, I get it weren't we all? Weren't we all? So, a guy that I used to work with recommended it to me. He said, if you like Monkey Island, if you like Flight of the Amazon Queen, Sam and Max, Day Retentical, things like that, you'll love this game. It's very humorous. And I think I did play the first five or ten minutes of it, but for some reason I never went back to it. And it's always... It's always... I've always been angry with myself for not going back to it. And I've still got it. I've actually still got it down the stairs. But whether or not I can get it to work on a modern PC, I'm not too sure. Excuse me, you'll have to boot up one of your old PCs especially for it. Well, Although, I have to fix it first. <laughs> or the old PC or the game. Is the game broken? No! <laughs> well, I was going to ask you, well, it's kind of irrelevant now because you said you've only played it for five minutes, but I was going to ask, do you think this was kind of overlooked at the time? Because I remember having a copy of CVG, there's yeah. that magazine again, where the game had just come out. And you know how the games that they loved, they'd usually give three, four, five, six page reviews to? Yeah. Well, this one only got one page, I do remember. I do seem to remember that. It's something like that as well in my magazine, yeah. It was definitely overlooked because me being the point-and-click adventure fan that I am, you, you would think I would have picked it up when it came out, but it wasn't until somebody reminded me of it and recommended it to me two or three years later that I actually picked it up. So, yeah, I, cer- I certainly overlooked it at the time. I believe I did as well, but I wasn't that rich at the time. I was only a kid. I could only afford to rent games, and I don't think they had it at my local news agents. But it did look... The graphical style was certainly interesting for the time. Yeah. There was a lot of good point-and-click adventure games that I could have brought, but this one, mainly because I regretted never playing it properly. Um, but there was a lot of things like Future Wars, 
Darkseed. Um, ah. Did, did you play that? Darkseed? Yes. Yes, I did. Ah, what did you think of that game? I loved it. It was quite... Um, was it creepy? It was. I think it was a bit creepy. If I remember correctly. What's the, name, what's the name of the bloke? I've forgotten his name. Dawson. Mike Dawson. It was, I think. Yeah. Yes, it was yeah. just a guy in a suit, wasn't it? And a tash. Yeah. Brilliant. Bring back the days of Mike Dawson. <laughs> Walking around in his suit and tash. Yeah. Oh no, mum's going to kill me. Oh. <laughs> it's been a lot of years since I've played it. So that's why I wouldn't have brought it as well, because I, I don't remember it a great deal. I just remember that I played it and I finished it. But Let's it was so a- long ago. Let's do a joint commentary of it, shall we? Live now? No. Sometime <laughs> in the future. <laughs> well, this is this is audio only, so I don't know how that would work. <laughs> ah, right. So, yes, LucasArts did also produce Secret of Monkey Island, Monkey Island 2, and the subsequent editions. Also did Maniac Mansion, back in the day. Yes. And a couple of Indiana Jones games. Oh, the Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis was an absolutely fantastic point-and-click adventure game. And I don't... I've not really played a lot of Indiana Jones games and I don't really have a great interest in Indiana Jones, but that game was brilliant. Ah, yes, it looks very graphically similar to Monkey Island. Yes, definitely. Ah, that might also be an idea for an LP. Now your Monkey Island LP is complete. Congratulations, good sir. Oh, it got there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) It's funnily enough, um, was it... I think it was your friend, Burt Reynolds, that commented on the first ever episode of that. I think he commented on it earlier today or yesterday. And I was like, oh my, somebody's still watching this. This was one of the first commentaries that I ever did. Yes. And also at the time I had a broken arm and I wasn't feeling very well. And I was going, oh my arm. <laughs> yes, and you, yeah. you were using YouTube as a method to recuperate. Yes. Mm. And it yeah. succeeded because now we have you here on yeah. Desert Island Games. Yes. Yeah, I think I might move on to Monkey Island 2 for my next walkthrough. Just oh. cut on, yes. You could have chosen that for this selection of Desert Island Games. No, because I've played that today. I wanted to play one that I've not played yet. Ah, yes, of course. Mm. Thinking outside of the box here. Yes. Forgotten, yes. sorry. Yeah, I usually think with my heart and I just pick... Like, did I pick ISS 64 for my Desert Island games? If I didn't, I'm going to have to pick it for my comeback. I will tell you what, talk, and I will find out, because I've still got notes. <laughs> so, everybody, how are you doing today? I'm certainly not filling time here while John looks up ISS 64, which was indeed <laughs> a fantastic game. I bought it for pretty much full price. I got 50 quid for my birthday, and shelled out on it. And I should say it was certainly worth it. So, how are you doing over there, John? Have you found it yet? I've found the document, yes. Ah. I'm scrolling down here. Oh, don't see I've scrolled I've got my original eight games. And then it moves on to Aidan Watkins. Where's Harry Yak? Ah, it's probably followed down the page. Harry uh, Yak is the forgotten man of Desert got, Island Games. No, I just, I just put them at the top and ah. it moves down. I've got Nettie's video game, dude. Uh, also Are you got... going to put these into an Excel spreadsheet so they're searchable in the future? Yes, without a doubt. Once du, 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 One of the other things du, I'm going to do is I'm going to... Those episodes are uploaded to YouTube are usually two hours long. I do intend one day to start editing them so I can put out like half-hour versions of them. But that will be very time-consuming. So, But that will happen eventually. 
we need an angel to come in and do it, don't we? We'll yes. give you 10 pence for doing it. We'll <laughs> pay you in chocolate buttons. <laughs> yes, chocolate buttons and jelly beans. Yeah, they've gone off, though. Oh. They're out of my selection box, which I've still not eaten from Christmas. Why do they have short dates on those selection boxes? If you get a chocolate bar from the shop, it's usually two or three years left on it. But selection box chocolate goes off next month. I think we've got to the crux of this. They're either, either reusing selection boxes from the year before, get all the chocolates that's going out of date and say, ah, shove it out for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a bit of both, and I think that's why they can sell it so cheaply. Also, you can... Old Sorry. stock. It's because it's old stock. Maybe I'm just a rubbish chocoholic. If I were a, a proper chocoholic, I would have eaten it all by now. In fact, I would have eaten it before New Year. That wouldn't have lasted two minutes in my house. And that is why I'm diabetic. Anyway, I found your Desert Elf Games Yak Edition. Did Great I select yes. ISS 64? I'm going to go through your list and keep you in suspense. Keep me in suspenders? Yes. You picked... And this is an exclusive for anybody who's not listened to this particular episode. You pick Fruit Machine for the Amstrad CPC. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES. Mm-hmm. Zelda 3 on the SNES. Yep. Super Mario Kart on the SNES. Really? Yes. <laughs> Road Rash. Sorry? Why, why would I have picked that if I picked Road Rash? Sorry, go on. I don't know. Road Rash for Mega Drive. International Superstar Soccer 64. Yes. On N64. Uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember talking about it. Oh, well. Oh, maybe I just didn't know about it. I don't know. Uh, Pokemon Green for the Game Boy. And you said, can I pick Championship Manager 0102 for the PC? Does PC gaming count? Yes, it does. Hey. Okay, then. Speaking of games, which we were talking about long, long ago, yeah. it's time to move on to your next selection. Yes. In your second... This is actually your comeback edition of Desert Island Games, isn't it? So, the next game is, indeed, drumroll, Day of the Tentacle on the PC. Oh, have you, have you played it? No. It's another point-and-click adventure, sorry. But this is, a, this is actually the follow-up to Maniac Mansion. In case you didn't oh. know. And it was... Oh, let me see if I can remember it. it was, the one thing that disappoints me about this is that nobody's ever, ever made a remake. It's not come out on Xbox Live. It's not come out on iPad. Anything like that. And my God, why? It's one of the best point-and-click adventure games of all time. And there's time travel on it. You can Basically, you set in some sort of mansion. I'm not sure if it's the same mansion as Maniac Mansion or not, but you end up finding a time machine and you go into the future, you go into the past and you've got present day and you've got to get collect certain items from different eras and use them in other eras. It's all it's quite cleverly done. It's quite a hard puzzle game, but it's it's all good when you've got a cheat guide. Oh, okay. <laughs> the game was released simultaneously on floppy disk and CD-ROM to critical acclaim and commercial success. Yeah. according to Wikipedia, and it is regularly featured in lists of top games published more than a decade after its release, mm-hmm. and aspects have been referenced in popular culture. Now, let's have a look if we can find any of these references. Yeah, I had the CD-ROM version. It was one of my first PC CD-ROM games. Ah, 
the 93 LucasArts title Zombies Ate My Neighbors features a stage dedicated to Day of the Tentacle. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Thank you. Once again, Wikipedia. Yes, Wikipedia is our friend. Yes, that's going to be the subtitle of this show, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Desert Island Games, sponsored by Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> no, sponsored by Wikipedia, because they've just hacked into it and edited it all. But hold on a minute, just refresh this page, and some angel has edited it back. Do you think there's some guy sat in his bedroom just watching? Right, if I edit this article now and change one letter, do you think there's some guy is going to be sitting in front of the day of the, t- the tentacle article all day? Yes. Oh, he's changed the letter. Let's change it back. And that guy is me, you bastard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've actually, I have actually never edited a Wikipedia entry uh, in my life. Oh, really? You haven't yeah. lived. You yeah. have not lived. I should... Is, oh, is there a Wikipedia page for Retro Online? If no. not, why not? Because we have not been referenced enough in popular culture. Ah, it says, did you mean Retro Until? No, Retro Unlim no. does not exist. Hmm. Although I was... Oh, and this is exclusive now. I was interviewing a Swedish artist last week who said he created his own Wikipedia page and it stuck. He managed to get it to stay up. There you go. If somebody out there, in fact, guys out there, if you want to club together and we can try and get the retro on them page on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, shit. Do we have reputable news sources about us? Have we been reported about in the New York Times? Yes. Oh, there we go. We can make it. Yeah. We've been mentioned Desert Island Games. Is that not good enough? I don't think so. (laughs) Desert Island Games on the Retro One Live Network. We'll try and get a Desert Island Games page going up for you next time. And then report back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember the characters from Day of the Tentacle. There was a a little fat bloke with long hair and a rock t-shirt on. There was a I think there was a nerd, a skinny nerdy guy, and there was a chick. But I well, can't remember any of their names. A chick, right. Yeah. Bernard Bernoulli and his friends Hoagie and Laverne. Yeah. Laverne, that's right, that's the woman, that's the chick, yes. Token female character. Yeah. And the guy looks like he's got a skull for a shirt, he's a Beavis and Butthead type character. Yes. Um, and I... I I think one of my main reasons for wanting this is because I've not played it since the 90s and I want to play it again and I've not been able to play it again because no bugger will make a remake or a rehash. Do you still have the game? No, I don't. Oh. Fortunately. What happens to all those games that we once had, do you think? Do you think they just fade away into dust? Into the dust of the desert island? Mine's possibly get lost when I moved house. I've only ever moved house once in my life from from a parent's house to where I am now, but for that one move, I guess I lost it. Well, where do all those lost games go, do you think? Do you think there's somebody somewhere who's got a room full of discs, just a hoarder with discs piled up to the roof? Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, I'm guessing 
my mum's seen it and went, oh, what's that? And put it in. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that she would do. Either that or the dog ate it. Or the cat. I've got a dog. It's too big for the, this to fit into the cat's mouth, surely. Or you would be surprised at how resourceful those cats can be. <laughs> I shall build myself a larger mouth. Purr. <laughs> yeah, but I've got three cats, so they can all nibble at it. So. Ah, they could merge together to form a super cat. Three <laughs> times the size of a cat. Oh, God, you're giving me nightmares. I'm not going to bed tonight. <laughs> Wake up all like super cats. <laughs> and Tommy going, meow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and, and then, because it's a dream state, it'll, it'll probably have a golden mask on it. It'll go, John, meow. Have you seen my mother? <laughs> <laughs> I've got balls, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, I've told you, I've already told you about my night terrors. This is going to be my next night terror. Yes, he talked about that, ladies and gentlemen, on our live stream on Saturday night, which can be found at the Harry Yak YouTube channel. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say about that, because we're digging a hole on the desert island. So, there is one game remaining in your list of selections. In your selection box, indeed. And, ah. ah, this is perhaps the most intriguing of all. Or maybe not. Hmm. It is, for the PS3, Guitar Hero Metallica. <laughs> this is a kind of cheat. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I am cheating at one game. This is going to serve two purposes. One, it's going to let me have a lot of fun, because I love Guitar Hero games. And two, it's going to give me some music. Ah, <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and what better music than Metallica? Ah, so you're a Metallica fan then? Yes, I've seen Metallica in concert only the once, but I uh, went down to Sheffield, don't Sheffield, in 2009. I've seen them at Sheffield Arena, and they were bloody brilliant. And it turns out that Infected Flinch was at the same concert. Can you believe that? What a small world. Ah. Are you sure it wasn't him and not the Golden Skull? It was maybe both. <gasps> yes. Hey, you don't suppose that he and the Golden Skull are maybe the same person? Hold on, there's a guy coming with a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen them both in the same room at the same time, though. So. Sorry about that. Yes. The Golden Skull sent his puppet... Uh, see what it did there because master of puppets. <laughs> ah, <yes. laughs> he sent his puppet to shoot me down. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love I love Guitar Hero games. Um, I, I've got every single Guitar Hero game apart from Guitar Hero Five, which I will pick up at some point. And I thought to myself, I will pick a Guitar Hero game so that I can have music. And I was between this and Van Halen, but. I do prefer Metallica to Van Halen, and I love playing it. How many Guitar Hero games have there been? Let me think. I could probably name them all Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero 2, Guitar Hero... Three? No, Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s. They were all out for the PlayStation 2 in various formats, basically they the last generation before the PS3 and stuff came out. And then Guitar Hero 3. What was it 
called? Guitar Hero 3... We've got Slash on the front. Yeah, Slash on the front. Heroes, something of rock. Can't yes. remember the name of it. Legends of Rock. Legends of Rock or something like that. Which is the first one I ever. No, it was the first one I ever owned. I played. I played the older Guitar Hero games on my mate's PlayStation, but that was the first one that I owned. Um, after that, there was Guitar Hero World Tour, which is basically Guitar Hero Four. And then you had Guitar Hero Smash Hits, which is like a rejig of all the earlier versions, but by the real soundtrack on it because the LR games had copies. Okay. And then Guitar Hero 5, Guitar Hero 6. And Van Halen, Aerosmith, and Metallica. There you go. I'm sure there was a Guitar Hero out for the 3DS as well, or the DS. Well, you might have played all those Guitar Hero games, but have you heard of Guitar Fever? No. Ooh. Stuart Passion did a fantastic review of this. It's some sort of system that comes free with a guitar. Not a real guitar, of course. It's some sort of plastic, you think. And it's all in 16-bit. Wow. I think so, it was only released in Brazil, as far as I know. So, basically, somebody already thought of this years before? Well, it's actually going back to the future because it was produced around about the same time as Guitar Hero, but oh. on an earlier technology of console. That is very interesting. I'm intrigued. It's kind of interesting, but not really, because mm. apparently it wasn't that good. So I must ask you this. Why would you take a Guitar Hero game, forgetting for one second this is Desert Island Games, instead of an actual guitar? Because I can't play guitar. <laughs> well, you could learn to play the guitar. You've got all the time in the world. In fact, you could probably learn it in a day because you've nothing much else to do. I picked a guitar on my Desert Island Games Pilot, so I'm changing it around. Ah, can I ask? Have you yeah. ever seen the South Park episode Guitar Quiro? No, I've not seen it. Uh-huh. I'm not a massive South Park fan. I do like it, but I don't get my way to watch it the same way I do Family Guy or anything like that. Ooh, how do you mention Family Guy, Peter Griffin? <laughs> That's all we can do, unfortunately. That's as yeah. far as our Peter Griffin impressions go. But yes, I highly recommend that episode. I'm not going to spoil it for you. You've got to go and watch it yourself. Yeah. But it's a fantastic parody of modern society. And indeed, the Guitar Hero games. And it accurately reflects my own thoughts on the game itself. You know, I may have, I, that actually rings a bell. I might have watched it. I may well have watched it, possibly. It rings a bell now that you're seeing it. Oh, it has a pretty good lineup of songs in that episode. At like? Like, Surrender by Cheap Trick. Pretty <laughs> Vacant by The Sex Pistols. Nice. Every Rose Has Its Lawn by Poison. Uh, I, love, I love Poison. I love Poison. What a band. And Jordan by Buckethead. Who literally, literally has a bucket for a head. Oh, that's that guy from the new line of Guns N' Roses, isn't it? Yes, that's correct. Yes. Ah, I knew it. See, I actually knew something. Can you believe it? It's interesting that you actually term the current lineup of Guns N' Roses as actual Guns N' Roses and not just Axel and some other blokes. Well, that is just Axel and some other blokes, but if you want to, if you want to be official about it, they are... They are official members of the band, I think. 
on paper at least. So. Ah, but Desert Island games aren't selected on paper, Mr. John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. That actually concludes all the games that you have selected to take on the Desert Island with you. But there's another segment of this show that you do. And before we move on to the book and luxury item, I'm going to ask you now to get your iPod and shuffle it. And you have uh, to tell me the first three songs that appear. Three? Uh, this, is, this is people getting their own back on me for this today. <laughs> I've are been you, planning this for 20 episodes <laughs> are you going to join in <laughs> are you going to get your own iPod and pick free or is, is it just me no you'll have to do it because my iPod's over there in my coat and my headset is wired but do you realise that this could be very embarrassing you could make them up I, could, I mean nobody can see what you're doing not... yeah I'm actually sitting in it so as I, as I always am at these shows. <laughs> We've just got ten more watches. I mean, listeners. Oh, well, sorry. I thought it was a video for a minute, though. I thought it was a retro and them live stream. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out um, turn the volume down. Okay, well, if it comes on, I'll turn the volume down straight away. Right? Oh, <laughs> did you hear that? That was the first card <laughs> of what? I'll name that tune in one. What is it? I don't know. Was it Smoke on the Water? It's unsurprisingly, given the amount of songs for this band I've got on here, <laughs> this came up, but it's ACDC and The Jack. The Jack! Yes. Um, and I'll go for number two, I suppose. <laughs> well, not to the toilet, but you know what I mean. <laughs> ah, number two, a band called Airborne, who are basically like an ACDC clone. They're going to make me look like a one... One yeah. band man. Yeah. Airborne in a song called Girls in Black. Is that like a cover of Back in Black? Probably, more or less. Girls in Black! Please pick something else that's not classic rock. Number three. <laughs> Britney Spears, hit me baby one more time. Oh, interesting. Oasis. Ah, can I guess what that song might have been? Yes. Uh, is it... Stand by me. No. No. I tried to pick a fairly obscure one. No, it's it's actually one called "Fucking in the Bushes." Yes, I know of that song, <laughs> which, I've, which I've actually heard them play on daytime television with the swear words included, and thought, "Oh, you can't do that during the day." <laughs> we put this festival on you, bastards. <laughs> with a lot of love. Yes. <laughs> we worked do, a do, whole do. year for year for you, pigs. And you want to break our walls down? Are you going to destroy it? Well, you go to hell. That, that is actually one of Oasis's better songs. It's very quite um, rocky. I like it. It's quite. I only know that because it's the introduction to a show on Talksport. I play think. that on Talksport. Ah, it's the instrumental version. Oh. Right there we go. That was fairly profane for this show, wasn't it? Yes. Only because Evo Haler isn't here, though. Or Woodland. He is listening. Hi, Evo. Hi, Evo. Oh, I need to... Before we get to the... We've still got eight minutes. Before we get to the next item on the agenda, Evo asked me to check out some comment on his latest video or something. I don't know what he's referring to. That's what like. Well, I wonder what on earth this could be about, listeners. Hmm. Something to do with Lloyd. 
Lloyd Grossman, perhaps. Or maybe Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. Lloyd Retro Gamer, maybe? I don't know. Ah, that's more likely, isn't it? Right, am I, subs- I don't know if I'm subscribed to this, but I think I am. <laughs> evil Halo. Oh, Evil Halo, that's not right. Ah, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with Desert Island Games after these messages. <laughs> uh, well, I can always find it while you're doing the next item. Okay, I shall introduce your next item. And, of course, on the Desert Island, you're allowed to bring one book and one luxury item. Yay. The book you have selected is entitled The Last Human. Yes. Now, does this happen to be a Red Dwarf book? Yes, it does. Mm. <laughs> I'll tell you why I picked this particular... In fact, I may, actually, I may actually have it in front of me somewhere. It's the audiobook time. Ladies and gentlemen, John is going to read it out from front to back. Uh, I'm looking at all my books, but I think it's dropped down the side. <sighs> Would you add them and leave it? Are you sure you're not using it? To prop up the wonky leg on your table. No, it's ah, uh, it was it was propping up the bed. I've got it. I've got it in my hands right now. It actually was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell off the bed. <laughs> Last human red dwarf by Doug Naylor. Returning from a, an excursion in the fourth universe, the red dwarf crew stumble across a spaceship identical to their own. It soon transpires that Rimmer has made a minute minute error in the sublight speed drive calculations. Forgetting to carry a two, <laughs> and as a consequence, the dwarfers have accidentally harnessed super string theory, punched a hole in the space time continuum, continuum, and arrived in a parallel reality. Oh, this sounds very much like what happens in one of the episodes of Red Dwarf on the television. Yeah, well, they probably got it from the book, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, that would make sense, I guess. <laughs> the reason I picked this book out of all Red Dwarf books is because I've not actually got around to reading it yet. Is it because you're actually going to be the last human on your desert island? Yes, and you're right. That was thanks for reminding me. That was another reason because it reminded me of me being the last human. Well, I might not be the last human, but I'll feel like I'm the last human because there's nobody else here. So I might get some survival tips from it. I don't know. Okay, so why this one and not Better Than Life, which was the prequel? Well, because I, I picked all these books up. We went at the same time off of eBay about six years ago, and I sat and read through all the pre- previous ones in a space of about two months. And then, I, for some reason, I think I was going to say it was around about 2009, because I remember I was going to save it. I was going to hold it to Benadorm with noise. And I said, I'm going to save this book for Benadorm, but I never ever got around to reading it. And then I've just never got around to reading it since. So, if I'm on an island, at last I'll have the opportunity to read it. Read it. Although I promised I won't read it. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should take, as your luxury item on the island, a camera, and then film yourself doing an audio book of it. And actually, as you read it, it'll be a document of how you're deteriorating as your food runs out. So when they find the camera, they'll have a fantastic resource and something you can put on your YouTube channel as well. Yes, that that is... Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how you come up with them. I really don't. That is a brilliant idea. Actually, not because if you're the last person alive, then there's nobody else to come and find it. Maybe the aliens. When the aliens come down to Earth and they find all our bones and our remains, 
they'll find your sorry tale. Yes. Yeah, I just... I've got so many books, actually, that I've not read. I've got... I would say I've got a pile of about 10 books. And I'm not really a big reader anyway, but I've got a pile of about 10 books. Mixtures of novels and autobiographies that I've not yet read. And I've got some on my kin... Well, iPad reading thing as well, so I've not read so. Mm. Can we blame the internet and by extension the Retro and Limb Network for this? <laughs> because if there is the internet, there is no incentive to go and read books. The only time I read books these days, I have to admit, guys, is when there's a power cut. Well, I've started to read them electronically on iPad and iPhone. Um, and I did go through a few like travel to work, but I seem to get distracted. I talk quite a lot to Stephen um, Retro and Lim on mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook uh, and before work because he's always up and about and I'm on my way into work so that kind of distracts me from reading books as well. <laughs> it's your fault, Stephen. Steve is the modern equivalent of the book, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> Fills in those gaps on the bus. <laughs> it does. It's uh, much that- like Twitter in that sense. I got into trouble in work earlier on. Well, not me specifically, but the whole office got an email around saying everybody needs to stop using their phone, mobile phones uh, in the workplace, otherwise they're going to be locked away in cupboards from now on. <laughs> well, how are you going to phone people? No, mobile phones. Yes. What? Do you have landline phones at your work? Oh, yes. you're in the past. Ah, all I have is mobile phones. I don't even use the phone that's on my desk. I don't phone anybody. I don't have a landline. I have a phone and a works phone. Two mobiles. Um, I have a landline in my house, which I don't use. My wife uses it. None of my friends have got my landline number because we use mobile. Yes, there you go. Joining the technological revolution. Although when you go to the desert island, you'll only have a landline, unfortunately. Because this desert island is from the year 1987. That was a good year. I wasn't even born then, so I don't know if it was a good year or not. Hold on, you weren't born in 1987. Oh yes, sorry, yes I was. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been under a year old. Uh, In 1987, I would have been 11. I was in my element in the 80s. 1987, I already would have had my first home computer 8-bit Atari 65 8 by that time. Hmm. Yes. I don't think I would have had my first bottle of milk by then. <laughs> yeah, <you're laughs> Sorry, I'm making you feel old now, aren't you're, I? <laughs> you're, st- you're still on the breast. <laughs> how was your, your mother? <laughs> I was sucking on breasts when you were doing that, lad, while you were playing around with your computers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he hit a lot of balls. He hit a lot of balls. A lot of balls. We keep going back to that, don't we? <laughs> Got a great ass. That reminds yeah. me of that for some reason. Okay, so we just mentioned luxury items there, but you have to tell us all about your luxury item. Ah, and it is also related to Red Dwarf because uh, yeah. it is Dwayne Dibley himself. Nah, not really. I'm only joking. His luxury item, ladies and gentlemen, is... Better Than Life, which is the VR game from Red Dwarf. 
Yeah, I guess it's kind of cheating because in in that sense, you, if you put the virtual reality set headset on your head, you can go to other places. But but it's not cheating because you're actually still on island. So there you go. I don't care what anybody says. I'm taking better than life. Okay. As long as Rimmer doesn't come and spoil it for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, is this the episode where at the beginning, Lister is in so, some sort of 1950s film noir and he's in... No, that's, that's sorry, that's um, Gunman of the Apocalypse. Right. Is that the same machine that he uses, though? Or is that it is, yeah, it's different? the same... Uh, well, no, uh, I, I, no, I think it's a different machine. No, it's... Yeah, because the one he uses in that is actually a a game, uh, like a you get certain scenarios if you like. So obviously he could pick a noir setting, or he could pick a western. So that was more um, contained. But the better in life, you could do anything you wanted to do. Ah, right. So it's like yeah. the Oculus Rift, but better then. Yeah. Because it's better than life. Huh. <laughs> And I don't know where it would go, but you can bet your bottom dollar it would involve a lot of ladies with large breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was a particularly memorable episode of Red Dwarf. It was broadcast on BBC Two, the 13th of September, 1988. E, I was still sucking on breasts then, lad. <laughs> I still am. <laughs> well, I, well, I could, I could suck on breasts if I went into the better than life, if I wanted. <laughs> right. So, the plot of this episode: the postpod arrives three million years late, which, as Holly observes, is about average for a second-class mail. And among among the usual bills and junk mail is the better than life total immersion video game. Yes. Yes. They invite Lister and Cat. Invite Rimmer to play Better Than Life, where everybody's deepest desires comes true. And inside that, Kat has got himself two girlfriends, Marilyn Monroe and a mermaid. Yeah. Top half fish, bottom half woman, of course. Well, the other way around, just stupid way around. Oh, yes, that age-old <laughs> pub conversation. Yes. Yes, and then hilarity ensues. Is this the episode where they end up... <laughs> oh, this, it's like when you're a kid and you're pretending to play buzzes, and in real life they're actually sat on chairs, but in the game they're driving a, a spaceship or something. Oh, no, that, that one is uh, Back to Reality on Series oh, 5. Yeah. Jeez, they all merge into one in my head for some reason. <laughs> I think they recycle a lot of ideas. Was that, where the, was that where the brain was taken over or something, and they thought they were somewhere else? Uh, yeah, there was... They had get contracted something from a, a giant squid that made them hallucinate. See, I'm I'm disappointed in my knowledge of Red Dwarf here. I'm not a proper dwarfy. Are they called dwarfies? Dwarfites? Smeggies? Smegheads? Smegheads? Dwarfies? There is a convention, isn't there? There's yeah. A convention. Yeah, there's there's a lot of footage of that. Of DVD extras. Dwarfers. Novabug says called. Yes. Oh, he was quick yes. on the draw there, wasn't he? Yes. Especially considering we're on a two-minute delay. Are we? I don't know, are we? We can't be. He, he got that almost instantly. Pinky and Smeggy Perky. <laughs> Rimmer refers to the Scutters as that in the show. But actually, one of the Scutters is called Bob. 
Oh, yes. Scuzzy yeah. Bob. Yeah. Ah, they made a, a reappearance in the seventh series? Eighth series? Series, series eight, yes. Eighth series, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's when... Um, were, I think they were put on... I think they were put on basic rations because they'd misbehaved, but... Um, Lister could contact them via yeah. hitting the pipes. <laughs> Bob, Bob brought down a, a, an Indian and a, a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's one... That, series 7 is not... Sorry, Series 8 is not my favourite, but there's one particular part I thought was funny. When, um, they, gave, they gave them a mask for for using them when one was in the toilet. And remember went to the toilet wearing the mask. And Lister was like, I think the mask is supposed to be for me. <laughs> Oh yes, we could sit here and talk about series out of Red Dwarf all day, but Chris is going to blow us up with a bazooka like that one out of Worms. Yes. So, do you have any further things to add to this episode, Mr. Latimer? Anything more about Red Dwarf that you'd like to chat about, perhaps, while we've got another eight minutes? Oh, there's a lot I could talk about Red Dwarf. (laughs) Um, I'm actually doing my annual run-through at the moment, and I'm already on to series seven. I only started it last month. You know, I'm tempted to go and watch through them again. The yeah. last time I did it must have been last year. Actually, I went through all the documentaries because, and now this is probably breaking the law, but Dynamite, Dynamite Heady on YouTube has uploaded all the documentaries from, I think it's seasons one through eight. Uh-huh. And some of those are two hours long, so you can yeah. just sit there and watch them back to back and watch the hours pass by. I keep meaning to... I, I never know what way I'm going to do it. I don't know whether I'm going to just sit and watch all the episodes back to back or I'm going to watch Series 1 and then watch all the Series 1 extras and then do Series 2 then all the Series 2 extras or what. So I think I might go through all the extras once I've finished watching the episodes. So what are the extras you get on the Season 1 DVD apart from the documentary? You get Smegops. Mm-hmm. Actually, is it not, isn't that not a box set, 1 through... Of Red Dwarf. Yes. You can get a box set, yeah, but I've I've bought the individual DVDs that come out and you line them up together and it it's got if you put them look at it, it's got on the spines the Red Dwarf logo when you put them all together. Ooh, fancy indeed. Yeah, Mine that, does that. Yes. No, it, actually no it doesn't because I've got the VHSs. They can only fit three episodes on each. Yeah. And I also got, um, with Series 5, I got um, a Starbug model. So I've got a little Starbug toy, which is now in my work, but I've broken one one of the legs off it. Much like real life, then. Yes. One particular thing that I like from the extras is the raw shoots that they made. And these have actually been (laughs) screened on It'll Be Alright on the Night and those blooper shows. Yeah. Where they're attempting to get the bug to go through the airlock thingy-majig, yeah. where it's leaving. Get... Well, sorry about that. I heard myself. <laughs> We've got an interloper on the call. It's Harry Yak. Harry Yak's brother, Barry Yak, is making a reappearance. <laughs> How is Barry? How is, How is your mother? How is your Barry? <laughs> I killed him. Oh, dear. Why? Because <laughs> do we have a caller on the line? You might do. Oh, oh. It's, it's Mr. Dwarfy himself. It's <laughs> the Nova Bug. 
You can't talk about that much Red Dwarf and not have me gate crash. He's come, he's come to correct me. I, I, I've missed a, a little bit what you were saying because I was also talking to someone else at the same time. So. Oh, that's um, by the rule. Was it, yes, Barry? was it Barry? I didn't kill him, really, ladies and gentlemen. Well, thank God for that. If the all the police are on the way. <laughs> yes. Um, thanks for all your comments, Chris. You keep me entertained. We've been listening to Barry's twin brother, Harry. <laughs> oh, there's a problem with this call. Are you still there, Chris? Oh dear, I'll have to do an impression of him. That Bridget is terrible, and also Pit Fighter. It's the worst game I've ever seen. Sorry, I can't do his accent. But, Harry Yak, why did you make me play Pit Fighter? I hate this game. That's all I've got, I'm afraid. I don't, I think Skate couldn't handle more than one person on a call. Quick, 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 cut to Ramey's bushcraft. Gentlemen, the snooker has ended early, so we're going to go to an episode of Ramey's bushcraft. Oh! Oh, what else is on? Stephen said that uh, Nova Bugs bus is broken down. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it like Speed 2? It's blown up. Yes. It's blown up his, his iPad that he was connecting to us on. Maybe yeah. the other person who he was talking to was one of his, his customers who was getting on and paying him. Yeah. A drunken customer, because it is quite late now. He went below 50 miles an hour, and that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know what happened. Is he coming back? Earth to Nova Bug, come in. No, I don't think he's coming back, is he? No. Oh, well, I guess we should give him a chance to come back. But I think it's about time that we close out. What do you think, Mr. Yes, Desert Island Games? It's got to 11 o'clock. And once again, Mr. Yak, thank you for coming on and saving the show. Well, it's been my pleasure. Do it, it as. Well, not payback, but returning the favour after you guested on my live stream on Saturday. Yes, for which I've only just um, got back talking to my wife earlier on today. <gasps> I do apologise. <laughs> no. Sorry. Yeah, if she's giving you any jip, tell her that Harry Yak made me do it. And then when I come down to play Expo, she's allowed to give me a great big smack in the face. She's not coming. Yes. I mean, um... Oh? Oh. Sorry. Yeah, my, my Skype crashed. Sorry. Is that what happened? Yeah, it just yeah. had an absolute spanner attack. I was just about to say you could blame me for John anyway, because I got you into the stream the other night. Listen, guys, uh, I know how to say no. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, doing that was more interesting watching the stupid film. <laughs> what was the film? World War Z. Uh, you which, just need to say that. That's probably incriminating now. Which, by the way, was at that particular time I jumped on with you guys. Um, it was a really, it was really boring me. But when I went back to watch it yesterday, it actually got better. <laughs> How could it be better than the Harry Yak live stream? Uh, no, yeah, not yeah. not better than the stream. Better than what it was. So, well, before we go, can I yeah. do a quick plug for not this. Not this week's, but next week's Retro One Limb Live, which is going to happen, I believe, at 8.30. And the date for that will be the 4th. That's going to be Retro Mania. And it's the great big edition that you've all been waiting for, the 30th Retro One Limb Live. 
please do tune in because we're going to be having some special guests. I'm not going to give anything else away, but I promise you, it'll be worth tuning in. Mostly because Harry Yak is going to get sacked again. And mostly because I'll be on it for at least 10 minutes as well. Yes. I suppose I'll be there. <laughs> so, Novabug, would you like to close us out? Oh, my word. You put me on the spot there, haven't you? I hope everyone enjoyed the role reversal there of uh, Desert Island Games. <laughs> With it was uh, Harry Yak as John Latimer interviewing John Latimer as Harry Yak. <laughs> if, and, and if that made sense, fantastic. And I hope you all enjoyed the show. Me too. Thank you for listening to the last minute rehash. Good night. Ah, I suppose I better go on in there. Professional as ever. Do you know what's happened, guys? It's logged me out of the studio, so we're actually still on air. Bear with me, bear with me. Oh, dear me. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, cut to the test card. Doodly, 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 doodly. Should I get my guitar? Do you want me to get my guitar? Arnold's guitar. Yeah.